0: And to Jesus be all the glory, and God's people said, Amen. Thank you for being my wonderful family. Thank you. I really mean that. I said from my heart. Thank you for being my wonderful partner. And today's teaching is going to be a real blessing to you because I want to talk to you about the love of God, the boundless, unlimited love of Jesus. Because every so often we need to be reminded of our worth, in His sight, how much value He's placed on you and me, so that, I believe, can really change people's lives who question their value in the sight of God. But we are more valuable to Him than all the angels and all of creation because the most valuable thing in the sight of God is the human life. So today, let's see what the Bible says about God's love for us that I believe can really eliminate a lot of questions and pain. Jesus said in John 15, verse 13 and 14, let's read that together. And oh Lord, thank you again for your word. Thank you for your promises. To you be all the glory. And God's people said Amen. Greater love, I'm reading John 15, 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. The Lord here is showing the supreme demonstration of a person's love for another person, willingly and willing to lay down his or her life for uh, another person. And the Lord says, greater love hath no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends. And what the Lord says here to us, his people, is that he is about to demonstrate his greatest act of love for you and me when he died on the cross. So this amazing truth is repeated over and over in the Bible. For example, in Romans chapter 5, you know... Sadly, today, a lot of people suffer with rejection. And I believe that if they really realize, and maybe you're one of them, if you realize how much Jesus loves you, it will heal you of your rejection. It will heal you from within, and it will affect your whole life. So Romans 5, beginning at verse 5, has a beautiful uh, truth here. It it says, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. So, we don't deny the promises. We're not ashamed to hope and believe, because the love of God is there to prove that what he said, he meant. For it says, for when we were yet without strength, you see, both uh, these verses are really kind of united. So hopes make not ashamed, make it not ashamed, because the love of God has already been shed in our hearts. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Verse 7 says, yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love towards us that in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I think that is so incredible because Paul the Apostle points out some powerful things to us uh, uh, here for, for you and I. And I want to just finish reading right through verse 10 because this is so amazing. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Wow. So here we see four amazing revelations about the love of God for us. Number one, he loved us <clears throat> when we were without strength. Because it says in verse 6, For when we were yet without strength. So he begins by talking about the, the love of God in verse 5. And then he says, okay, when we were without strength, in due time Jesus died for the ungodly. So number one, we could not do anything to help ourselves. We were totally unable to find deliverance from bondage, unable to find strength against the enemy or the world or the flesh. We were slaves to sin, to bondage, to the world, to the enemy himself. So we were without strength. Yet God showed his love for you and me when we could not do a thing. We didn't even have the strength to believe for salvation. We had no knowledge of God's promises. We, we, we could not uh, find peace. We could not find God. I remember a man years ago, uh, when we had the church in Orlando called OCC, he came up to me one day, he said, you know, he said, I've been to the Himalayas. I said, really? He said, yeah, he said, I was trying to find God. I said, why would you go to the Himalayas? He said, well, I just was looking for God to accept me. And I thought, wow. So people sometimes look, you know, in the wrong places for the love of God. And the love of God is found only in Jesus, not in the Himalayas. (laughs) Only in Jesus. Another uh, uh, person I knew went to Tibet. Literally, this is for real looking for God to accept him. Martin Luther the great reformer thought God was was always angry with him. He, he was afraid of God. And one day he discovered Jesus. And his spiritual father told him, he said if you want to find the love of God, you'll find it in Jesus. I love that. So without Jesus we can't find God's love. And secondly it says in verse 6 that same portion I read, that Jesus died for the ungodly. So our conditions was, number one, no strength. Number two, we were ungodly. In fact, (laughs) that word ungodly means evil-natured. Think about that, that God would show his love towards us when our nature was evil. And then it says something amazing in verse 8. It says, but God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So here we see that means disobedient, that means rebellion. In a sinner, when, when it calls us sinners, means disobedient and rebellious. Yet Jesus showed his love for us when we were disobedient to him and rebellious against him. And then look at verse 10. For if when we were enemies, so we were enemies too of God. We opposed everything he did, everything he said. We fought him. And yet Paul here describes our conditions when God loved us. So the question is, how about now? Think about if God loved you when you were in those conditions, how about now? I love what God said to Israel in Jeremiah. 31, this always has blessed me, and let's look together, because this is the way God feels about us. This is so precious. In Jeremiah 31, and in verse 3, God says something so beautiful to Israel that belongs to every one of you and every one of us. So God says, the Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. You know, when we think about it, it cost God nothing to create man. It cost God nothing to create angels. It cost him nothing to create the world. I believe when God created the world, he was having a wonderful time at it. I think he was rejoicing when he said, let there be light it cost him everything when he saved your soul think about that that your soul is worth more to god than all heaven all creation all the angels and you are more valuable to god than all of this including the angels you know when you when when you think about paul writing in, in, in Romans 8, these amazing words, you begin to comprehend a little more about how deeply God loves you, how deeply you and I are loved. And I know I'm talking to someone that may have questioned the love of God. And you say, well, you know, I'm so bad, and I'm such a sinner, and I've had so many bonds. No, 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 no. The Bible says, who shall separate us? Romans eight thirty five. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation separate us? Or distress in our life? Or persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? Or peril or sword? No, he loves us all the time. And he shows his love to us even when we are in tribulation. When we are in distress, when we are persecuted, when we are going through famine, when we have nothing, we're in trouble, peril, or even when we get killed, He shows His love. You know the amazing thing. Back two thousand years ago, when Nero killed so many Christians in the in the stadium there in Rome, in the Colosseum in Rome, history says they were singing while dying. How, how can that be? Because Jesus filled them with his love so much, they did not feel the pain. They did not feel it when those wild animals were tearing them apart. He fed them to lions. Nero fed early believers to lions. He burned them for his parties. They were They were persecuted beyond description. If you read Fox's Book of Martyrs and you read the accounts, you you read, you hold that book amazed that they could survive it. But it's the power of God that allowed them to rejoice. It's a fact. They were worshipping the Lord while being devoured by animals. How can that be? Because God poured his love on them. They saw his love for them. And begin to rejoice. God's love is so amazing. He shall never leave you or forsake you. He's always with you. He has numbered the very hairs on your head. Even your hair is more precious to him than creation. Think about that. As it is written, for thy sake were killed all the day long. Were accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors because of that love. Because it goes on to say, through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. It's his love that allows us to to go through all the trials and all the tribulations and all the peril and everything else triumphantly. We, we, We conquer all that through his love. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through his love. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height or depth or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. You see, when you see Jesus, you see God's love. When you see the work of Calvary, that's the love of God. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So the cross is the demonstration of God's boundless love for you and me. My favorite verse in all the Bible is Romans 8.32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him with him freely give us everything else? So today if you're downcast, if you're not feeling yourself, I want to remind you, Jesus loves you. Oh how he loves you and me. Remember that old song? Oh how he loves you and me. Oh how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more can he give? Or how he loves you. Or how he loves you. Or how he loves you and me. David knew it when he wrote in Psalm 51, verse 1, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to what? Your loving kindness. Wow. Have mercy because of your love. Not because of your justice. But your love, Lord. That's why Jesus said, 70 times 7, you'll be forgiven. Just say you're sorry. Just say, Lord, I'm so sorry. God forgives us so quickly. Much quicker than we receive it. Much quicker than we accept it. Because it's his heart. It's his love. I've had moments when I was so angry (laughs) at my kids, you know. But Just when you look at their face and you see their, they don't even say sorry, they just look like they're sorry, and you you forget all about what they did. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts like that, how much more our Heavenly Father? I've had moments when I wanted to, you know, discipline my children when they were younger, of course. Now they're too old to be disciplined. (laughs) But when they were young, and I remember when I would look at them, and sometimes they would give me that look like, oh, daddy, I'm sorry, without saying I'm sorry. And it just broke my heart like that. Because we're, we're parents. And Jesus said, if you are being evil, if you being evil, all that love you show is not real, okay? How much more shall your heavenly Father? It's real to us, but if you compare it to the, to the, to the love of God, it's not real. The real love is God's love, because our love comes and goes, you know. But his love is forever. But the mercy, Psalm 103, 17, the mercy, or that word, steadfast love, if you look it up, loving kindness. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. That's incredible. My love for my children cannot be everlasting, neither yours, because once you're gone, it's all over, isn't it? But God loves us forever, forever. Ah, oh, wow. Isaiah 63 is one of my my favorites, and please write these down because when you have a bad day, just look for those scriptures and I'll read them again, will you? In all the afflictions, He was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. Why did he redeem you? His love. That's the real key right behind it. It's his love that redeemed us. Or John, you know, in in John 17, this is the most remarkable portion, I think, in the whole Bible, when you really think about it. What Jesus said, in John 17, verse 23, I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me, and you've loved them as you loved me. You are loved as much as Jesus is loved. That kind of blows my mind sometimes. That God loves me and you just as much as he loves his son. You know? If you ask someone today who's a daddy or a mommy, oh, and they love that little boy they got. They love that little girl they got. They love their children beyond words. And you should ask, do you love that fella out there that you don't really know, that sinner out there, as much as you love your boy? Say no, because humanly we don't just think about that. But God loves me and God loves you as much as he loves his son. In the natural, it doesn't exist. Because our children, they are our priority. A real mom, a real dad, your children are your life. In the natural, in the natural. But God says, you know, I love you just like I love my son Jesus. Wow. That's what it says in the Bible. God loves you like that. This this should 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 heal someone right now who needs healing, you know? That the love of God is that precious. I think sometimes a lot of people don't get their prayers answered because they question this one thing about God. Does he really love me? Oh yeah. Behold, what manner of love, 1 John. 3 verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Think about when you really begin to believe this, it'll change your life. It'll heal your life. It'll heal your heart. It'll even heal your body. And 1 John 4. Next chapter. Oh, I love this. Verse 9 and 10. I I, I pray you're writing all this down. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be our substitution. Here it, it's the word propitiation, Our substitute for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we should love one another like that. So today's problem is people just don't really know that or maybe they just don't want to believe it because they don't see their value. They don't see how, how, how expensive they are. They don't see their worth in the sight of God. There's only one way <clears throat> to see God's love through the cross. When, when you see what God did through Jesus on the cross, you will really begin to see his love. Okay, the value <clears throat> of any item is what people are willing to pay for it, right? So you can put your house up for sale. Let's say you want, let's say, a hundred and fifty thousand for your house, and then, but the, what the people offer you is only, let's say, a hundred. Then its value really is a hundred. Because nobody wants to pay what you're asking for. They want to pay what they believe it's worth. Well, that's just the way it is in this world. So the value for an item is what people are willing to pay for it in the the natural. So house or something else, whatever. So no one wants to pay what is not worth the amount they want to pay. So Our value, think about this, our value is not what we think about ourselves. Our value is what God was willing to pay for us. I'm going to say it again. Our value is not what we think about ourselves. That's not the way God values us. He values us in what did he pay for us. The amount he paid, what he was willing to pay, what did he pay? His, his, his life, his blood. Imagine the price for our life was the blood of his son Jesus. The price of our life, the value of our life in his sight is the life of his son. That's staggering. You, you've got to just wait and just think about this one like, I am this valuable. Yeah. The price is the life of Jesus. That to me is more than amazing. Nothing and no one greater is of greater value to God than a human life. There's nothing more valuable to God than the soul of a human being. There's nothing more valuable to God, nothing out there, no, no angel, no person in the, in the spiritual realm is more valuable to God than you. You know, I, I, I saw something really beautiful. Um, in Acts 20, verse 28, Paul tells the church, let's just read that quick, okay? Oh, this is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. Today I may go just a little over because I think some of you need to hear this anyways. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, Acts 20 and 28, to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. So think about this. It was the blood of God that bought you. The blood of God bought you. That's how valuable you are to the Lord. And in 1 Peter, in 1 Peter, somebody really is getting healed. I'm telling you, your heart is getting healed by listening to all this. Verse 18 and verse 19, for as much as you know, You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. So without blemish means without original sin. Without spot means without personal sin. So when when Peter talks about without blemish, he means no original sin in Jesus. Without spot, no personal sin in Jesus. So God gave His life. You know, I've read often, and I'm sure you have too. In Matthew, well, the Lord talks about the pearl of greatest price. I wanna, I wanna put a new light on that for you. Let's, let's, let's look at this, okay? Matthew 13, 45 and 46. Again, the kingdom of God is like a merchant man, and the merchant man here is the Lord. Okay, so it puts a new light on this whole thing. Because we're thinking something different when you read this. But the merchant man is the Lord. Again, the kingdom of God is like a merchant man, or Jesus, seeking a goodly pearl, or goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. All right, so, when you see it like that, Jesus is the merchant looking for the pearl. Who's the pearl? You think about it. He gave his life. He gave up everything. He left heaven. He disrobed himself of his godly form. He became lower than the angels for the suffering of death. So when you read this now, read it in this light. The kingdom kingdom of heaven is like a merchant, Jesus. Seeking only pearls, the church, you and me. Who when he had found that great pearl, wow, sold their God. <laughs> sold all he had to buy it. Gave up all he had to buy it. And you you read Philippians 2. He, he gave up everything for us. He gave up his life for us. Why don't we believe he loves us? It's time we believe it. It's time we accept it, that you and I are the most valuable, the most precious thing to God. Lord, thank you. Can we thank you? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for that love, Lord, that you've shown us over and over. When we sin, you are there to forgive us. When we're sick, you are there to heal us. When we're in bondage, you are there to set us free. When we're mad or upset or hurt, you're there to put a smile on our face again and give us joy. To you be the praise, Jesus. Now, Lord, heal your people today because of your love. Because of your love, heal them. Heal them in their emotions. Heal them in their being. Heal them in their minds and their body. Give them the peace they need, Lord, today. That their trouble will vanish today in their hearts. And from their heart, because of your love, that they'll realize how much you love them, how deeply and eternally you love us. You said, an everlasting love. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. To you be all the glory. You know, I've so been so, so blessed today, so touched today to remind myself too as I've been talking about the love of God. Thank you, Jesus this Friday, I'm going to have a healing service on Zoom and, of course, on the other platforms. So make sure to join me. I'm doing it from my studio here. I have Bruce here and we're going to have beautiful worship. And I just want to spend time really with you, without people with me. You know, I just want to just be with you, you know, just you. On Zoom and also on other platforms to just minister the power of God, love of God to you. And just know, his love is healing. When when we see our value, we get healed. So please join me Friday. But I pray God is already blessing and touching you today. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your wonderful love. To you be the praise. Jesus, wonderful Jesus. Okay. Can you please go ahead right now and give your love offering, <laughs> love seed, love gift to the Lord. Because if he loves us like that, let's show his love. Let's show his love through us to him. Because it's his love. It's not, you know, something that we produce on our own. The love of God is shed in our hearts. So he even gives us the love to love him. Think about that. Wow. He gives us the the ability to love him. It's incredible. All we are is yielded vessels. That's all. So let's do it now. Let's just show him our love, will you? By sowing seed and say, Lord, I love you. I really, really love you. I'll do anything, Lord, to show my love to you, to you with a praise. You can sow on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website. You know, I think this time it would be nice to just say, Jesus, I love you. Even when you, when you go online, Jesus, I love you. Put that seed in. Or you can just text it, and uh, God will bless you for it for sure. Okay, great program again tomorrow, and then Friday, remember, live, this will be live on Friday, live healing service, 7 p.m. by the way, 7 p.m. Friday, so don't look for me earlier in the day, it'll be 7 p.m. on the East Coast here, and then you can join me from all over the world, and it's also Zoom by the way, so I'm going to be laying hands on, on you and people here on these four screens, so we can handle a thousand people on these screens, by the way. And we can rotate and all that. So, Okay. Much love to you. I'll see you tomorrow and for sure Friday. And let's not question God's love ever again. Okay? Much love to you.